Hey, it's Scott, and guess what? You're about to hear an ad, and that's both good and bad. It's good because ads are what make it possible for me to keep bringing you these episodes, and it's bad because, well, maybe you don't like listening to ads, and I get that. And the good news is, you don't have to. When you sign up to support the show, you get every single episode without any ads. Plus, you get all the bonus episodes. Yeah, did you know there are actually bonus episodes? And you can try it all for free just to see what it's like. If you're on an iPhone, just go to the What Was That Like podcast and at the top, click on Try Free and you're in. On Android, just go to whatwasthatlike.com slash plus and try it out completely free. Once you've had the ad-free experience, you'll see why hundreds of other listeners are already doing it. But for now, here's another ad and then on with today's episode. What Was That Like contains adult language and content and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to What Was That Like? I'm your host, Scott Johnson. This is the show where we talk to regular people, people just like you or just like me, who have found themselves in an extremely unusual situation. We'll hear their stories and get inside their head because we all want to know, what was that like? More information about each episode at whatwasthatlike.com. Here we go. Have you ever had one of those moments where your life just changed dramatically? Like your life was suddenly divided into two chapters, before that moment and after that moment. Well, that's the kind of moment Justin had recently. Justin was adopted the day after he was born, so he never knew his birth mother. He was adopted immediately into a loving family who gave him a wonderful childhood and a great start in life. And now he's 26 years old and making a life of his own. But he always wondered about his birth mother, and he searched and searched for her. And at the same time, she was wondering about him and hoping they would eventually connect again. Then, just a couple of months ago, they finally found each other. This is the story of how that happened. I'm not really going to tell you a lot here ahead of time, because Justin tells the story himself so wonderfully. But I do want to let you know a couple of things. Just to keep the names straight, Justin's birth mother is Heather. His adoptive mother's name is Sandy. So birth mother Heather, adoptive mother Sandy. And the other thing is this. Partway through the interview, I kind of surprised Justin with something. Before he and I talked, I got in touch with Heather, his birth mom, and she recorded an audio message to him for me to play during our conversation. Justin wasn't aware of that until I told him while we were talking. You're going to love it. A big part of the reason Justin wanted to come on the podcast is to encourage other people who've been adopted to try to find their birth parents or other biological family members. It's true, it might be a little scary because you really don't know what's going to happen, but Justin says you should still take that step and make the effort to do it. If you want to get in touch with Justin, I'll have his email in the show notes for today's episode, which is at whatwasthatlike.com forward slash zero four. And now, my conversation with Justin. Justin, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I want to jump right in here and ask you a question right off the bat. Okay. Right now, you're 26 years old, and you just met for the first time 
the woman who gave you birth. How does that feel? Uh, I mean, there's honestly really no one way to describe how it feels. It uh, when when I say that it's an emotion that I've never experienced, I that I'm I'm not just saying that. It, it's truly something that you have you have to be in that situation to understand what that's like. And one of the things that makes it so interesting to me is that you know most people who you know, were, were raised by their adoptive, uh, their biological parents. It, they don't even think twice about it. They just look at their mom, you know, they're like, yeah, they're like, you know, that's my mom. Yeah. Whatever. I see her every day, but it's something that's so sacred to people who are adopted because they never knew that. And it's, it's so crazy because it's so special to me, but you know, like it's, it's so commonplace to other, to most people because most people were raised by their biological parents. And so when I met her, it was like, I was seeing everything that I wanted to see my whole life. And when I, you know, when I looked at her face, I saw, you know, bits and pieces of my face. And when I looked at my, my sister's face and other people, other uh, members of my family, it was like, it was, it was unreal because I mean, it was, like I said, you know, most people, they just look at their parents like, yeah, I look like my mom or whatever. But when I did, I mean, you know, it, 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 it moved me to tears because it's like, this is, you know, this is my bloodline. This is where I come from. And that's just, that's, that, that's so incredible to, to me to, to witness, to bear witness to that and to see where I actually come from. That, that's just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And, we, and you're right. We take it for granted or most people take it for granted. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's just, always been, yeah. It's just something like you don't think about, you know, it's cause I mean, especially if you're raised by him, it's just like, it's like, yeah, it's my mom. I love him, but it's nothing it's nothing new, but to me, it's like something that's so common. It's like, it's just a, a whole world opening up to me that I've never seen before. Right. So. Right. That's awesome. All right. Let's just go back a little bit and kind of get the backstory on how, what led up to this. You, what, at what age you were adopted as a baby? Is that right? Yeah. I was adopted uh, when I was about one day old, actually. Yeah. Wow. Okay. One day old. Yeah. And do, do you know why, what were the circumstances that she decided to, to give you up for adoption. Well, um, that's interesting because I mean, I knew, uh, gr- you know, growing up, I, I, one thing is I've, I've always known that I'm adopt- that I've been adopted. That's never been a secret. And one of the things that my mom always, that my adoptive mom always made sure my, uh, that I knew was that, uh, she, she, she never wanted me to think that, you know, Heather didn't want me, you know, and, and I, I grew up knowing that. And uh, when I finally met her, she explained to me, she was like, she's like, I, she's like giving you up was the most painful thing that I've ever done in my life. And it was, it was so difficult. She, she told me it was the longest drive home ever after she had to give me up. And um, she said the only reason she couldn't is because she wanted, she, at, at the, at the time in her life, she wasn't able to provide everything that she wanted to for me. So as hard as it was, she said she would rather uh, let another family raise me just so that I could have those opportunities because she wasn't able to provide me to provide those for me at the time. And she wanted what was best for me. And she had to sacrifice raising me just to give me that, which I think is beyond heroic. It's oh, that what, what courage to make a decision like that. That's so difficult. Yeah. But knowing that it's the right decision. Yeah. That's the thing. And it, it's a, it's a mountainous decision. I mean, it's, I, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, just, just skip, just not just, you know, passing on raising me just so that I can have what she wanted me to have. That's just, that's mind blowing <laughs> to me. And it sounds like, it sounds like Sandy, your adoptive mom yeah, was very much aware of that and wanted you to understand yes, the, absolutely. what was behind that decision. 
Yeah, she there was never she never wanted me to think that, you know, oh, she didn't want me. I was an accident. That was never on the table. It was always like, you know, she the only reason that she didn't keep me was because she wanted to make sure I had the best life that I could have. Do do you remember how old you were when she first told you? Honestly, I really can't. I think I if I had to ballpark it, I guess I was probably around maybe five or so. I know it was like, I was kind of around the age where I could, you know, a child can kind of start to understand that concept. So, but I know it was, she told me as early as possible. She didn't want me, she didn't want me growing up and it being a surprise. And and I, I honestly think that's where like the, the bad stigma of adoption comes from. Like, you know, and, and the funny thing is like, you know, growing up when I would tell people that I'm adopted, they'd be like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. But, but it's like, I don't really understand where that, where that stigma comes from. Cause I'm like, no, it's fine. I was like, I like that. I embrace that about myself. And, but it, it was never, it was always uh, an out in the, out in the open thing that I've always known. And I think that's how, that's how it should be for any adopted child. I don't think it should ever be a secret. And then suddenly revealed at a later age. Right. Yeah. As soon as you're old enough to understand. Yeah. As a, as a child, uh, interacting with other kids and your friends, did you ever have any sense of feeling different? Actually, no. I um, I mean, for the for the most part, I mean, the the fact that I was adopted never really kind of like stepped into my everyday life, especially like with kids and stuff. Um, I did have a, a really good childhood friend. Uh, his name was Luke. We were like we were the we were best friends uh, when we were really young, and he was also adopted. And I think that was one of the things that brought us closer together as friends. Oh, and, I bet. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was really cool. Cause you know, we talked about it a lot and it was just really neat. And he was the only friend that I had that shared that in me, but I think that's what brought us close. But no, I mean, for the most part, it was just kind of something that I told people as I first met him. And then that just kind of came a special fact that they knew about me. So did you in the adoptive family growing up, did you have any siblings in that family? Uh, yes, I did. I had a, a sister. Her name was Brooke. And uh, she, when they adopted me, she was 12 years old. And so uh, now I believe she's 30, 36 or 37 now. And um, yeah, she, yeah, she's uh, but I've only had one sister and that's all I've had. And she's always been much older. So I've never had, you know, like um, uh, a sibling, like close to my age that I could kind of like, I mean, I've been friends with my sister, but it's different when they're, you know, 12 years older than you. Cause you know, there, there's a, there's an age gap and you don't get along as well as somebody closer to your age. Right. They're hanging out with other friends exactly. and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this, your search. Oh, how yes. did you, uh, well, first of all, when you decided, how old were you when you decided you wanted to find Heather, your, your biological mom? Uh, honestly, it, it, well, it started out as kind of like something where I, I, I would say like, you know, yeah, I might want to find them one day. Cause I know some people do. And I know there's like TV shows about that kind of stuff. I'm like, that seems like it'd be pretty cool. But when, when I was younger, I wasn't really adamant about it, but I was definitely open to the idea. But I kind of probably around maybe like, well, probably like 12 or 13 when I like uh, started really like using computers and stuff. Um, I I was like, well, I could probably use the web to do some searching. And so kind of fast forward over the years, you know, I would I would go on these like kicks where I would just like go into these deep searches and I would try to find, uh, you know, like any kind of Heathers that would match up with the name. And I, I, I had sent so many messages to so many Heathers that I thought might be my mom. And so many of them were like, oh, no, nope, uh, sorry, but uh, best of luck to you. I wish I was your mom. <laughs> but but I mean, yeah, it's just uh, it, it's I've, I've searched a lot. And um, I, uh, I the thing is, uh, I, I don't think the my birth records were still 
Well, the thing is, what what kind of what kind of made me a little bit hopeless sometimes about finding him is that it was a closed adoption and very little information was exchanged between the adoption between the adoption agency. That was one of the questions I wanted to ask: is what what information did you have to start with? Oh yeah, what could uh, you go by? Yeah, so I had two things. I had uh, my biological uh, mother's name, Heather. That's just that's all I had. And then I had uh, I knew that my um, my mother's father was a preacher, and that's all I knew. And all I knew was the re- the the general area they lived in, and it wasn't much to go off of. But it's just yeah, just a lot of failed messages here and there. But I mean, it's it's been a long search for sure. I mean, it's been a lot of effort going into this, <laughs> right? Okay, so so going on just based on that information, how did you end up actually? coming across the details that you needed to and putting it all together. So basically uh, what happened was my um, Sandy sent me this link uh, when I was, uh, I don't remember where I was when she sent it to me, but it was an article and it ha- it was an article about uh, a preacher and um, she's, she's texting me. She texted the link to me for the article. She said, I think this might be uh, your grandfather. You might want to look into it. And I was like, Oh, okay, well that's cool. And it was an article from 2014 and it was like some sort of event they were having. And it was like a promotional article, if I remember correctly. And, um, and this so, event was, was here in Florida. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. It, it was here in Florida. Yeah. And um, so I was like, oh, okay. I was like, so, so I Googled the name and I, um, I came across an obituary and I was like, huh? And uh, so I, um, I, 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 I clicked the link and I, I found it, my, it was my grandpa and he had passed away. And the crazy thing is he had passed away about two weeks before I had found all this. So I was, oh. I was, I was so close to meeting him and I was thinking like, is this, I was like, this really happens. Like, did he really die? I was like, what, what kind of timing is this? I'm like, uh, but I was mind blown. But so I, I read the obituary and uh, I looked at his wife and I looked at um, the survived by section. And then I found then it's, it said uh, he is survived by, you know, this, that, and um, his daughter, Heather. And I was like, no way. I was like, this is, I was like, this, this has to be it. I was like, this has to be the, the first solid lead I've ever had, you know? And so too much coincidence there. Yeah. That's, and that's the thing. I was like, there's no way that this is a coincidence. I was like, this has to be her. So I tried to search her up on Facebook and Google and I still kind of came up empty handed with that. But then I searched his name or no. And then I searched um, uh, his wife's name and then uh, I found her on Facebook. And then after I found her on Facebook, I, um, I was like, Oh, I, I compared her to the picture on the obituary. Cause you know, it was him and his wife in the obituary. And uh, so I was like, Oh yeah, that's his wife. So I uh, sent a Facebook message to her, which is, you know, my grandma. And, um, and I said, uh, I said, Hey, um, I was like, I was like, my name's uh, Justin Walker. I was like, um, do you have a, a daughter named Heather? And I never got a response from her, but um, I looked at her friends list and then I was able to find Heather on her friends list. And then I looked through and then I just started crying. I was like, this is her. I was like, this is my mother, you know, cause I started seeing my own features in her face and just seeing her doing stuff. And I was like, this is, I mean, it's just, it's truly bizarre to, to witness that for the first time ever when you've never had before. That's gotta be, you know, the only thing I can compare it to is when you buy a lottery ticket and you're reading the numbers and it says that you just won $50 million. Yeah. That- <laughs> it's like you, it's almost like you're, you're outside of your your own body, thinking is is this really happening? Yeah, it, yeah, that's exactly what I felt. I was like, I was like, this is actually happening. I was like, I actually, I mean, so many people, you know, go on this chase that I've. The, the, so many people go on this chase that I've been going on, 
And so many people come up empty handed all the time. But I mean, I, I actually found it. You know, I, I found I found the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You know, I mean, it's 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 just so sought after. Something I've been recently making a deliberate effort with is to read more. There are lots of books I want to read, and I try to read every day, even if it's just a few pages. A little bit each day adds up, and it can make a big difference. It's like taking care of your gut. Even though it's not big, it supports the health of your whole body. Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic benefits not just your gut and your heart, which aren't outwardly visible, but your skin too, which you can see. Every morning it's the same thing. Two capsules of Seed DSO-1. And sometimes I wonder, is it normal to feel this great? It helps support digestive health with optimal gut bacteria levels. And thankfully, that's all backed up by science. And all the supporting data is on their website. If you're trying to avoid sugar, soy, peanuts, or gluten, you're good to go. And I was reading the literature and I thought, you had me at vegan, because it's that too. And if you have kids, DSO-1 is the first multi-strain symbiotic shown to be tolerable and health-promoting in a cohort of children aged 3 to 17. And you can use this promo code to give it a try. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash what and use code 25what to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash what code 25what. I don't know how many other people do this, but I like to plan my weekly meals. Maybe I'm just weird, but I like quick and easy. That's just one of the benefits you can get with Cook Unity. Go to cookunity.com slash what or enter code what before checkout to get 50% off your first week. One of the dishes I recently had was the Green Goddess Falafel Bowl. Oh, I loved it. The falafel was seasoned perfectly, and I love how crispy it is on the outside, but really moist on the inside. It's a signature dish of Enat Admoni. She's known around the world as a chef. You've probably seen her on TV. And her dishes are made right here in Florida, so I'm supporting local business, and I love that. And the convenience of Cook Unity is crazy. I mean, I've got podcast episodes to produce. I don't have time for cooking. These meals are delivered fully cooked. So when it's time to eat, I pick a meal based on my mood for that day. I heat it for a few minutes and enjoy. The menus are updated every week, so there's always something new to try. You can choose from over 350 meals based on your dietary needs or taste preferences, or go wild and have Cook Unity pick for you, because every meal is just amazing. Make the best meal plan ever with the convenience, chef-level quality, and endless variety of Cook Unity. Go to cookunity.com what, or enter code what before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using code what or going to cookunity.com slash what. All right. Now, so when you found her on Facebook, you contacted her by sending a Facebook message. Yes. And she replied to that message. Can you just read that back and forth uh, message exchange yeah. between this is between you and your biological mom, Heather? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Hold on. Let me uh, get it up here. Here it is. Okay. Let me just go to the top of our messages here. And this happened, this was only like eight weeks ago that, that, that this actually took place. Yeah, yeah, th this happened right. uh, like at the tail end of May. So yeah, it, right. it, was, it as, wasn't that as long we ago. Record this, yeah. 
Okay, here it is. Okay, so I said, uh, I said, hello, Miss Davis. Um, my name is Justin Walker, and I was born in March 8th, 1992. Did you give a child up for adoption during that time? And then I said, I understand that there's a, there's a chance that this might be a sensitive subject. And a few days went by because I know Facebook's a little finicky if you're not friends with somebody that, you know, they won't get their message or whatever. And then one day uh, I was wrapping up at work. I, I get off work at five o'clock and it was 430. And then I get a Facebook notification. And then <clears throat> I just, I just start shaking. I mean, it's truly unbelievable. She says, she says, oh my gosh, Justin. Yes, yes, yes. Are you my son? And <laughs> that was just, I mean, that hit me like a brick wall when she said that. She said, I have prayed that this day would come. When I saw your birth date on the message, I cannot even put into words the joy that came over me. Are you in Florida? And I mean, talk about feeling like you won the lottery. It was like that tenfold right there. <laughs> it was. Wow, that's amazing. And then. So how, I, so how did you respond to that? And so I said, I said, I absolutely don't even have words right now. Yes, I'm definitely your son. I said, I am in Florida. I said, I'm currently staying. Um, I'm staying in Lakeland for the summer because I have an internship here. And um, I said, I'd, I said, I've wondered about you my whole life. And it's just indescribable to put, put a face uh, with a name that's always meant so much to me. And then to that, she replied, uh, she said, our whole family is beyond thrilled that you have found us. You have no idea. Justin, we live in, in her hometown, Florida, about uh, 30 minutes away from where you are. I knew that your adoptive parents lived in Florida at the time. Uh, of your birth, but I didn't know where. I'm so happy you are close. God is good. Do your parents know that you have reached out to me? We looked at your, we looked at your photo on Facebook, and there's no doubt that you are my biological son. So much resemblance. You are such a handsome young man. I'm sure you have a lot of questions to which I am happy to answer, and we want to hear all about your life. If you are okay with it, we would love to see you. We're going on a trip Friday, but we'll be back. And uh, then she started asking me like what I majored in in college, and and then it just kind of like goes into stuff from there. But, um, so what's going through your head as you're reading this? Well, um, so she sent me the message and then I, uh, I was like, I was like, I don't know if I should respond right away. I was, so I started like, I started calling uh, my mom, I started calling my girlfriend. I started like calling everyone and I was like, this is really happening. And so I was sitting in my car when I, when I, uh, said the reply and I mean, my heart was just about to jump out of my chest. I just, I still couldn't believe this. I mean, it was just so, it didn't feel real is the thing. It honestly didn't feel, it felt like I was in a dream or something. And um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I get the shakes just talking about it, but I mean, it's, it, it, it was just unbelievable how that I was actually talking to her. Like this, the person who gave birth to me 26 years ago, now I'm talking to them on Facebook messenger. Like if you told, if you told me I was going to do that, if you told me I was going to be doing that like a week ago, I would have told you you lost your mind, you know? <laughs> right, right. So, because you've been searching so long and hitting so many dead ends. Yeah, absolutely. And now all of a sudden, here it is. Yeah. All right. So you guys decided on to meet, and where did you where did you actually meet each other? So we uh, at first we were talking about like maybe meeting in a park or maybe like at a restaurant or something, but we ultimately came to the conclusion that you know a, a restaurant might be a little too loud, and also I don't want to cry in a restaurant like with a bunch of people, and um, it was really really hot, so we we're like a park might not be the best idea. So um, she was like uh, she's like well, she's like you're more than welcome to come to our house, and I was like okay sure I was like we might as well, and so uh, we scheduled for that following Friday. And then um, me and my girlfriend traveled up to meet uh, Sandy in the town that they were in. And uh, we stayed in a hotel that night. And then we got up in the morning and we went straight to the house. And um, 
I remember. So I got out of the car and because uh, and I told him that I wanted that first moment to be with with, you know, only me and her just because that's what this is all about. Not out of not out of selfishness, but, you know, it's I, I, I felt like I had a right to that. You know what I mean? I think everyone understands that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that and I, I walked up and they were recording me and um, they had uh, I was walking up to the door and. I was about to knock on the door and I remember my hand just started shaking. I, I felt like I was just starting to lose control of everything. And I, I, you know, I told myself, you know, once this door opens, my life changes forever. And that is just whew, lots of pressure. <laughs> and I, I feel like anybody in my position, another thing, another thing uh, that I was so nervous leading up to this, because I mean, I knew I wasn't going to disappoint, but I, it's just, I, I feel like anybody in this situation has some sort of pressure to you know be what they wanted you to be you know what i mean even though it's dumb because i know they would love me regardless of how i turned out but, but so anyway so i knocked on the door and they opened they opened up the door and then because my my mother opened up the door and then it was her my dad my two sisters and my grandma were all there and they were all in tears and it was like i was looking into another dimension through that threshold <laughs> i mean so and I, and I I just remember I just lunged into my mom and just hugged her as tight as I could, and you know what? Obviously, we both just start, we just we both just broke down and started sobbing, and I'm sure everyone there was. Oh yeah, everybody. I mean, it was just we were oh, we were just swimming in tears. <laughs> there was everybody Man. was crying. It's overwhelming enough just to meet your mom, your actual birth mom for the first time, but then to have you just got a whole new family. Yeah, that's the thing. And like my, my family has expanded largely now. And, and that's that was one of the most interesting things. And one of the another cool thing that I thought was just amazing was um, the fact that my uh, birth parents are still together. You know, and, you know, the, the interesting thing is statistically because, you know, they were young when they had me. And um, statistically, couples that go through that usually don't stay together. You know, it's the vast minority of them who do. And when she told me, uh, you know, later on in our Facebook conversation, she told me that uh, she said, you're uh, she said, she said, I'm still with your father. You know, I'm married to him. And she said, you have. And then she said, you have two full blood biological sisters. And then, I mean, you know, I felt like I was flying because I was like, because and she said, one of them 16, one of them's 19. I was like, you're kidding me. I was like, that is nuts. Because one uh, something that I always I always thought it would play out that I would meet them and, you know, she remarried and I have maybe like a half sibling or something, but I mean, it's like, everything's just untouched, you know, everything's exactly how it was, which is, (laughs) it's it's a trip. (laughs) If, if you could have scripted this, it couldn't have turned out any better than what you would have wanted. Right? Yeah, no, no, truly. And we talked about that when we first met after, you know, after we stopped crying and, you know, calmed down and sat down, we talked about how this, this literally could not have gone any better. And I'm so grateful for how it is because I've heard lots of horror stories where, you know, people go after their biological parents and then it turns out to be disastrous, you know, and it ends up just scarring them. And maybe they're like, you know, oh, I don't want to have anything to do with you or, you know, I mean, I feel like everyone kind of like worries just a little bit about that in the back of their head when, when during this search, because it's a very real possibility and you have to prepare for that. But I'm just so, so grateful that everything just, everything just worked out perfectly in unison. And another thing that I thought was really neat was that my sisters grew up knowing about me 
which I thought was so cool. I wasn't surprised to them. You know, as soon as they could understand things, they told, she told them that I, you know, they had a brother that, that was out there somewhere, but they knew, they knew about me my whole life. And so it was equally special to them to meet me as it was for me to meet them. Wow. Yeah. And it was powerful. Now, were you, once you've met them, were you, were you surprised by anything, anything unexpected? Uh, I don't think so. Um, it, it all kind of felt natural, to be honest. I, uh, <clears throat> it all just kind of felt natural because, you know, I went in there and, and immediately we just started like having conversation and, uh, the conversation flowed really easily. There was no awkward points. It, I just felt like I got along with them. And, um, another thing is, uh, I noticed like their mannerisms are similar to mine, which I thought was really cool. Cause I mean, they, they are me. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I think that had a lot to do with the fact that there was there were no awkward points. It was it was a very smooth transition and it was just it couldn't have gone any better. But there were there were no surprises for the most part. What were some of the stories you wanted to share with each other? Uh, oh, gosh, that was one of the things that we talked about, uh, like, like, you know, what's been going on in your life? And uh, I, well, I, I don't think we, we shared a lot of stories at first, but I do know that uh, Sandy brought uh, my baby book. And it had, you know, like all these pictures of me doing things throughout my childhood and growing up, you know, so that we kind of like looked at, looked at pictures and told stories of what's going on in those pictures. But I don't think there's any like really big hitting stories. Uh, I just told him that, you know, how I um, went to high school and then I'm currently in college, you know, I'm majoring in graphic design, but I think that's, that's really the only thing story-wise we touched on, but mostly we, j- I just talked about, um, you know, the photos, like, here's me doing this and blah, blah. And then I'd, I would elaborate on that. Right. Cause that's your, that's your whole childhood and she hasn't seen you. Yeah. And, and that's, and I, I think that's what she was most interested in because she wanted to see, you know, how I was developing because she wasn't able to do that, you know, and, and for, for years, well, her whole life, she said, she always wondered like, what, you know, you know, what's he doing? And every time March 8th would roll around, she'd be like, I wonder what he's doing for his birthday. And it was even a thing for their family. I remember, uh, uh, before my grandpa passed away, he would say that um, he would send a text to Heather and would say, you know, it's March 8th, you know, I wonder what he's, I wonder what he's doing. I wonder what he's up to nowadays. And, you know, it was always something I was always present in their minds, which is something that I really hold dear, you know, what are, is there any particular stories that she wanted you to know? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, so one of the stories that I know that she wanted me to know was, I thought this was really cool. And I didn't know this, my uh, my grandfather actually baptized me uh, when I was a day old before you know the, before I had to be separated with Heather, and I thought that was really cool. And that that's all that's another thing that I hold super close because I, I never knew that you know and and uh, I know that um, Heather wanted me to be raised in a Christian home and I was and I'm I'm still Christian to this day, and um, I just thought that was beautiful that they did that and it's just it just it just you know amplifies just just how much they cared about me. And how much how much they didn't want to let me go, and that just means the world to me. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Well, Justin, since we're talking about some things that your birth mother wanted to tell you after all these years, I've got something here for you to listen to. Okay. It's a recorded message from someone, and even though you met this person only recently, you might recognize her voice. Okay. Dear Justin. At the time of your birth, I so wanted to be able to take you home and raise you as I had fallen in love with you during the nine months you were in my belly. 
All your kicks and movements were so exciting to me, and I loved to talk to you and had such a wonder of what you would look like. You were such a blessing to me through those nine months. Although there was never a doubt that by placing you up for adoption was the right choice for you, I did grieve the loss of coming home without you from the hospital. Our whole family did. However, I had such a peace that God has had his hand in this since the beginning and always felt like you were okay. Every birthday that passed, I wondered, what does he look like? What is his name? What is he doing on this special day? I always hoped and prayed that someday we would find each other, but also had started to lose hope after so many years had passed and we had not connected. You were always in my heart, as well as your fathers and your grandparents, who were there at your birth as well. The time I spent with you in the hospital was priceless and painful, as I knew that soon I would have to say goodbye and your new family would be coming to take you home. A few months ago, when I received your text message, I nearly fell out of my chair. There are no words to explain the complete euphoria I felt when I read your message. I was almost frozen for about five minutes in disbelief. This was a dream come true. The first time we met was so surreal. I could not wrap my mind around the fact that this precious baby that I had given birth to and held and said goodbye to 26 years ago was standing face to face with me finally. Meeting your adoptive mother was so precious to me as well. Here was this wonderful woman who I entrusted your life with and who fulfilled every promise about how she would raise you at the time I was pregnant. I owe her everything. You have grown into such an incredible, handsome, smart, and loving young man. I could never be more proud and thankful that I was the one blessed to give you life. You are and always will be precious to us, and we have always loved you more than you can ever conceive. Love, Mom. Oh man, that like even even listening to that kind of chokes me up a little. Too. <laughs> oh, geez. oh god. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. And it, it's it's so it's so it's so it's such a it's such a full circle and complete feeling to know that you know she she's proud of me and she's proud to see what I've become and that I mean honestly it, there's nothing it feels like the ultimate accomplishment you know for her to for to where I come from you know my blood to be proud of who I am that's just so fulfilling that first day you met how long did you talk oh my gosh uh, we we talked. 
pretty much all day. I got there, I think, at around uh, 10 or 11, I believe. And uh, we cried for about 30 minutes. <laughs> and then we sat down. And uh, then we just uh, – I remember um, Sandy had you know the baby book. And um, then we looked through those. And then uh, another thing that I thought was amazing was I found out that Heather actually had a baby book of her own. And I thought that was so cool because it had pictures, you know, even though she only had me for about 24 hours, she took as many photos and as many, you know, happy moments as she could so that she could have that. And, um, she had my, the, my wrist strap from when I was an infant, you know, and she had that in there and she had photos of, you know, her holding me and stuff. And it's just, it's, it, it meant so much because, you know, as little time as she had, she wanted to make the absolute most of that 24 hours because, you know, as far as she knew, that would be the last that she would ever see me. And it was just, I mean, it made me cry, but it made me smile. And just to see, seeing those pictures, because, you know, when I look at those pictures, it's like, those are now the first photo. Those are now the earliest photos I've seen of myself. Right. And it's just a sense of origin to see those. And it was, it was beautiful. I mean, <laughs> but yeah. So, so we so yeah. So we talked for, um, I remember we talked for about three hours and then, um, Sandy had to leave because uh, she had to go uh, to New York with my sister. They had like a trip planned already. So she had to be back uh, where I'm from and they had to catch a plane. But after that, uh, Brandy and I stayed behind and we talked with them more and more. And uh, we just kind of like started talking about like little things that, you know, normally you would find out over the years naturally. But we started talking about, you know, like your hobbies, you, know, you like spicy food. Uh, what's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? We started talking about all kinds of stuff. And I remember... I remember feeling one particular time when it was uh, me and uh, my girlfriend, Brandy, and we were all, all of us were just standing in the kitchen and I just kind of had this, uh, not to sound, not to sound exaggerating, but kind of like a, like a sort of an, an out of body experience real quick because I, I, I kind of felt disconnected from myself, but not in a bad way. It just like the sense of, is this happening was so profound that I honestly felt like I was like what my eyes what my eyes were seeing while I was watching it on TV. It was just like, because I, I just still couldn't believe it. I don't think my mind was, was truly wrapping around what was happening, that it, it was finally, you know, culminating after all this time. And I was, I, I was, I was casually standing in a kitchen talking with my biological family and that I never in a million years thought that would happen, but it was beautiful. And now when you, uh, when you were first born, did Heather and Sandy meet each other? Face to face at that time? Uh, no, they'd actually never seen each other. Because what happened was, um, there was uh, we they they got me through an adoption agency, and they had. Uh, I remember Heather had to leave me at the hospital, and then the the um, the adoption agency. We you know one of the attorneys. They they came and got me, and then brought me outside to to um you know Sandy and my family you know Brooke, and, and so but yeah they they never met. And uh, one of the one of the most fascinating points was uh, there was a photo of the attorney carrying me out to Sandy, and um, Heather uh, thought that was just so cool, and I did too because you know that was the connecting point that she never got to see, you know because I mean that photo was taken maybe you know twenty minutes after she said goodbye, and she got to see you know what happened afterward, and I, I can't imagine the closure that has to bring. And so now they've they've also met for the first time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, when, uh, as soon as Sandy hugged Heather, that was also crazy to see, you know, I mean, my, uh, my adoptive and biological mom, like hugging, I was like, another thing I never thought would happen. 
they, yeah, that, that was just a crazy scene. They, uh, they met and they, of course, you know, uh, they both just sobbed and they hugged each other, you know, <laughs> cause I mean, they, they're both so special. I mean, in different ways, but I mean, it's, it's a whole lot of good crying going on in this whole situation. Huh? Yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, going forward, how, how many times have you met since that initial meeting? So uh, we met. So the, uh, we met. For, we met our first time, and then we met um, two times. Uh, we met a time after that, and then I believe the time after that was Father's Day. And I was like, "This is a perfect opportunity because you know I, I'm going to get to spend my first Father's Day, you know, with with my biological dad." And um, <laughs> kind of like elaborating on my dad a little bit. One of the cool things about that was um, my uh, my adoptive parents have been divorced since I was about around around 10 years old or so. So it's, it's been a very, very long time since I, I, I said the word dad, you know, called someone dad. And, um, I just, I, I kind of like, you know, growing up like in teenhood, you know, like I taught myself, you know, like how to shave, how to talk to girls, this and that and stuff. So it was, I, I kind of forgot what it was like to have that father figure. So when I, when I found, you know, when, when I met him, you know, we immediately hit it off and he's one of the things that I love so much is that he is, he's real jokey. You know, there's a lot of reciprocity between us and we're real, just like, you know, back and forth and joke around and he's just real easygoing. And I mean, honestly, I just see myself when I look at him and that's what makes me so happy. I mean, I just, uh, immediately there's a connection, you know, I have a lot in common with this guy and I know we're going to get along. And I, I mean, I can't wait for the memories to follow. Yeah, you know? He's, he's got 26 years of corny dad jokes to catch up on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> Do you feel like you really quote unquote, know each other yet? Or do you, is there just a whole lot still left to explore? Honestly, I think a little bit of both. I think, um, because well, kind of rewinding. Um, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but um, before I met them for the first time, Heather was like, "If you can, like, I want to." She's like, "I'd love to talk to you on the phone," and I was like, "I was like, oh boy," I was like, you know, nervous. But I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I want because I want to hear her voice, and I remember I was so nervous to make that phone call because you know I'm about to hear her voice, and the craziest thing when as soon as she picked up the phone and she said hello, it. I know this sounds dumb and I know it, but I, I swear her voice sounded familiar and I don't know why, but I feel like I'd heard her voice before and it, 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 I, I felt a sense of comfort when I heard it. And I'm not, I'm not sure. Cause I know they say you can, you know, you can hear your mother's voice when you're in the womb. I don't know if there was like some circuit way, way, way back in the back of my head that got lit up after all these years, but I just, I felt like I knew it. So going uh, fast forward, I mean, I, I felt like there was an instant connection and I, I feel like I've learned a ton about them. But at the same time, one of the beautiful things about it is I feel like there's still so much that we have left to learn about each other, you know, and, and that's what makes it so exciting because there's so much, you know, uncharted territory, you know, we don't know everything. So, and I, I think that's amazing that, you know, I'm, you know, as, as time goes on, you know, the more I meet them, the more opportunities I'm going to have to learn more about them and spend more time with them. And that's what makes it so mm-hmm. exciting. What What are your plans now for regularly connecting with each other going into the future? So as for right now, um, I have one more uh, semester. My college is about seven hours away from where they live. So right now I'm, um, I'm going to go back to school and finish my last semester at my college. And then um, my plan right now is to, uh, after I graduate from there, I want to see if I can find a place close to down here because, you know, I want to live like, you know, somewhere near them so that I can keep this up regularly. And um, so after I graduate, I I definitely want to find a place where they are accessible, you know, where they can like, 
they can be a drive away if I need right, to. Right, right. And uh, you know what I was thinking when you go back to school, if if any of your classes have an assignment, write an essay what you did this last summer. I think you're going to have the best yeah. story of all of them. <laughs> oh yeah, no, for sure. And, and and the thing is, every every person that I've told this story to, they're, they're always like, "You're going to remember this summer for the rest of, of your life." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking you and, guys um, should plan and go on a cruise together. You know? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, we. I think I think we actually talked about like uh, maybe like going on a vacation sometime. I think that'd be really cool, just kind of like a family vacation. I think that'd be pretty yeah. cool. Another thing that was um, I thought was so cool. Um, and I, I think this is just another crazy coincidence is uh, she told me that I have um, I have an aunt and uncle and, you know, some extended family that live about an hour from where my college is. So when I whenever I go back uh, in the, you know, in the next couple of weeks to finish out my last semester, I'm going to go uh, I'm going to take a few weekends and go, like, you know, a weekend here and there. And I'm going to go visit them and meet them for the first time. And, you know, they're just ex- yeah, they're just ex- they're they're just as excited as everyone else. I mean. Like I said, this whole thing has just caused an earthquake reaction on both mm-hmm. sides. A good earthquake. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything, any aspect of this story that we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Oh, yeah. I guess I can elaborate on my sisters a little bit. So, yeah, my sisters, uh, they're, just to kind of elaborate on them, it's um, it's it's also been a, a just super cool to see them. And because, you know, like I, like I stated before, you know, I had a sister growing up. And, you know, I loved her and, you know, we, we got along, but she was, you know, she was much older than me. So like, it was never really like, you get what I'm saying? Like there's, there's, it's, it's, it's better to get along with someone that's closer to your age, just because, you know, you tend to have more stuff in common. You hang out with, you know, the same people kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And um, I thought it was so cool that I had sisters that were closer to my age. And, and I was like, oh, that's awesome because we're going to get along great. And we do. And, you know, uh, I, I text them every day and, you know, we, we have each other Snapchat and whatever. And we just like, you know, chat here and there and I, we just check up on each other. And when we meet in person, when we just talk, I mean, the conversation will just get flowing. And it, I mean, it's just it just it feels so natural. You know, and it's just that's just the the natural beauty of all of this is everything just feels absolutely the best it could be. It feels perfect. You know, yeah. I just I get along so well with my sisters and everybody as well. So, you know, Justin, I know. Some people that are listening to this are are people that have been adopted and they haven't found their biological mother or father yet and they're but they're looking and they're they might be nervous or you know not sure how it's going to turn out. What would you say to someone like that? Well, I'm I'm really glad you asked me that because I, I I do have a strong opinion on that sort of thing. I think anybody who is who wants to find out where they come from, I, I know that if, if, you know, it, it might be scary going into it because this, this is a world that you, you don't know anything about and, you know, it, it could go anyway, but I think ultimately, I think it's best to go for it because honestly, you, you never know what could be in store. Absolutely. You know I mean? Even, even if, you know, it, it doesn't work out. I mean, th- at the very least you'll have closure for that. You know, I mean, it's just, it's so, I, I, I think it's such an important thing to know where you come from and to see, you know, your own blood and, you know, people, when you look at people, you see them in you, you know, and I think that's, I think that's something that anybody who can experience should experience. And I, I think absolutely just give it a chance, do everything you can to just, just at least meet them, you know, and if you meet them and if it doesn't work out, at least, you know, you know what I mean? Cause I mean, it's just that kind of closure is just so fulfilling either way. Right. So, I mean, if, if there's anybody out there who's, you know, wondering, I mean, please just, absolutely go for it. you if either way you'll you'll 
you'll you'll feel full you'll feel full circle either way. It's very important to just to just to see that and experience that if you and can. And their family might be looking for them as well and and want to connect. That's yeah. And that's the thing and that's the coin toss. It's like you I mean if they are then you know you can have you know your family's you know ex- you know now your family's huge, you know, even if you've already had a big family, but you know you gain more members and and it's it's amazing to me to know that you know like uh, they're going to be, you know, at my at my wedding when I get married. They're going to be at my college graduation. You know, they're going to be this and that. And it's my family. And, you know, I'll, I'll always have them in my life no matter what. And that is just, I mean, the definition of a blessing. It's amazing to just to know that. But absolutely, I mean, just don't, even if it's scary, at least find out for yourself. You'll, you'll be glad you did either All way. All right. Well, Justin, this is such an awesome story. And um, I'm really, really glad that you took the initiative and that you guys were able to connect. And I think it's going to help a lot of people in hearing this, too. Um, I both hope people so. that are adoptees and families that gave up their child for adoption, knowing that there's yeah. a really, you know, there's a possibility that you can connect and, and be a blessing to each other. For people that, people that want to talk to you or, or want to contact you in some way, uh, you gave me your email address, and so I will, yes, uh, yeah. I'll put that in the show notes. So if somebody wants to send you an email, then they can do that. And uh, Absolutely, yeah. And once again, Justin, great story. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Absolutely, Scott. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to to get it out there because that's one of the biggest. I just I want this story to be shared as much as possible because it, it means so much to me. And you know, posting it here on different websites and seeing people's reactions, I just love to see how how it moves people. And I just I, I thank you for this opportunity to to get it out there even further. I really do. Thanks for listening to this episode. My goal for each show is to introduce you to people and stories that you just won't find on other podcasts. If you want to help support the show, you just need to subscribe, and that way you'll never miss an episode. You can click on any of the subscribe buttons on the website, which is whatwasthatlike.com. You'll see all the links right there at the top where you can subscribe directly to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or on whatever app you use to catch your podcasts. And you'll see there are also links to Twitter and Instagram, so you can follow us there, and I hope you do. And if you really want to connect with me and get in on the discussion with other listeners to this show, you can join our private Facebook group. You can find that at whatwasthatlike.com forward slash Facebook. And of course, you can always email me directly at scott at whatwasthatlike.com or just go to the website and click on contact. I'd love to hear what you think of this episode or a previous episode. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you on the next show where we'll once again ask the question, what was that like?